Welcome to Conversation with H, and we are here with another amazing guest, you know. Let me just give you a little intro, just a little one, good one, but a little one. An elite award-winning host and DJ over the 20 plus years. He's also a resident on BBC One Extra, resident DJ. He shut down main stage at Metro Fest two and a half hours, you know. He weren't even meant to do that, but we'll get onto that in a minute. You <laughs> get me? He has toured and hosted for the likes of Lethal B, Faith Evans, Teardra Moses, Kevin Hart, Tank, plus many more. He's an entrepreneur, co-founder of the Sound System, Sweet Boys Entertainment. He also runs his own radio station, which is coming out in November, which has reached London Radio, as well as the director for the youth organization, Hope Programme. The host of Milk Tray Sunday Service, he's got ITV's Lorraine Kelly shouting about him. <laughs> He's the husband to Mrs. Ryan. He's a father to the Mini Milk Twins. Some of you know him as Milks, but a lot of us know him as DJ Milk. How you doing? I'm good, family. I listen, I've done some proper research. I had to. I love that, guys. <laughs> when I do my interviews, I don't. Um. <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know who you are, who is Milk Tree? Um. And who is the guy away from the DJ? Oh, the the whole... guy away, Martin. Martin Wright is um, he's the, the son of Verona and Kingsley Wright, mm. um, uh, and a, a very family orientated person. Been blessed to have just the most amazing family yeah. around me, like from all sides. Mm -hmm. Not you know some people have a preference or they're more close with their. Like mom's dad, mom's side like, rather like, than dad's side. Yeah, like yeah. it's even, like just like we were saying off camera. Mm. You know what I mean? Like my my mom's side family's kind of more Birmingham yeah. that way, but we're real tight. And then my dad's family's London and that we're real tight. And then you know just other sets of cousins and that mm. we're all tight. So yeah, that's um, that's me. Um, I'm a bit of a nerd. Nerd. Yeah, like I'm a bit of a geek. I love phones. Okay. Um. I, I do all that that kind of stuff, you know, the, the YouTube reviews, I watch all of that stuff. Um, I'm an 80s retro kid as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so I just started kind of collecting um, old Transformers. Swear. Yes, yeah, so I just recently got like my first collector's item of Optimus Prime, the original one in the original box. Swear. Yeah. Gas. <laughs> Fully I can imagine, you know, fully just teak gritty when yeah, you see it, you know. Fully gas. <laughs> Come on. Um, and then, yeah, man, just um, family man, dad, husband, yeah, uh, brother, uncle, nephew, mm -hmm. cousin, like, yeah. So, what's the difference between Martin and DJ Milk Trade? Who's, who's Milk Trade then? Uh, Milk Trade is, is the. Do you know what? If I'm honest, it took a while for me to learn how to balance the two. Swear. Because Martin, Martin is, you know, is a bit more reserved. Mm -hmm. um, I used to really struggle with um, a lack of confidence. Really? Yeah. And that, that kind of stemmed from, from weight. Okay. Um, so I've been on, the, on my weight loss journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like eight, nine years now. Okay. So at my heaviest, I was like 22, 23 stone, mm. down to like 16 now. Wow, that's amazing. Um, yeah, so that that was always the thing for me. So mm. um, Martin was always a little bit more reserved, mm -hmm. um, a bit more of a guy in the background. And mm -hmm. then when I kind of came into the DJ thing, Milk Tray allowed me to, over the years, become a lot more confident. Yeah. Initially, when I started DJing, me and my cousin Ibs, when we started Sweet Boy Entertainment, I was the DJ, mm. he was the host. 
that's how I liked it because yeah, yeah, yeah. I still had that that mental barrier of the depths. Yeah. So, that, so I was always a little bit more further away from the crowd. Yeah. Um, but over the years, I've had to kind of overcome that uh, and you know become the the person I am today. So I'd, I'd probably say now they're a bit more of one and the same person. Mm -hmm. So when you look back in like younger Milk Tray, younger Martin. Is this where you are now? Is this where you saw yourself? Or did you have other plans? No, do you know what? When, when I started DJing back in 95, yeah. um, my, the goal was to be like just a top-notch DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Club DJ, touring mm -hmm. the world, doing all of that kind of stuff. Um, I used to, you know, look up and still do, look up to the likes of like Rampage, mm -hmm. um, Boogie Bunch, uh, DJ Swing, yeah. Psycho, Ill Kids, yeah. 90%. Um, and then, you know, you've got like the likes of Big Ted and Shorty Blitz and all of that. Yeah, yeah. So those, those are the guys I used to look up to and think, wow, um, I want to be like that. Um, but where I am now, I, I didn't kind of see it. Um, really? Even though you planned that? Yeah, but in, in a sense, I, I think what I've been able to do with my journey is to become more than just a DJ. Yeah. Um, my, my, my big bro, Freddy Krueger, always says that to me. He says, you, you're now not just a DJ. Like, to be honest, you're probably like now you're DJ second and it's the other stuff that you do that is more impactful. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, and I didn't see that path. Got yeah. I didn't see that path. I didn't see the path that God really had for me. Um, and like... The thing is, when you kind of grow up in church and that, the, you know, your elders, they, they, with their spiritual eye, they can always see yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit further. I couldn't see it. So I didn't know exactly how, but my church always said to me that I'd be very influential. And wow. they, they'd let me know that from a young age. And you know what's crazy? It's the fact that even as you kind of grew up in that, you still had the decks in front of you to kind of protect you away from doing everything else. Yeah. Now you're motivational speaker. Now you're, yeah, you're doing all these different things. It's crazy. Like that's that's for me. That's that's why um, I, I take every opportunity and see it as a real blessing because mm. twenty years ago, Martin would never have done that. No way. There's no what gone speak in front of a room like and tell my story. Nah, 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 nah. That's mad. <laughs> so when you was kind of like younger, how did your family and friends influence your path? Um, my biggest influence was is my auntie Paulette. Um, she passed away a few years ago. She's my she was like my best friend, mm. like my confidant. Like they, there was nothing that happened in my life that auntie Paulette didn't know. Wow. So if I had an issue, like you know, like when you're younger and you have that issue with your parents or. I'm moving out. I'm yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want to live there no more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I go and phone my RTP. I'll be like, P, I'm coming to live with you. And she'll be like, okay, all right. So let's just breathe. She calm me down. There's space. Come, you can come here. And then like, I would go to her house and I'd be there chatting and venting or whatever. And then she'd be like, okay, you know, it's time to go back home. <laughs> she's not yeah. even trying to let you yeah, stay. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> I think it was only once or twice that she let me stay for a night. Yeah. But you've got to go back home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so my IEP took me to a record shop that used to be in Balham. Mm. We used to have a market, um, two markets in Balham. There was one, both of them had record shops. 
but she took me to the one outside, um, just kind of like the main one, mm-hmm. and they had a record shop, and she took me to buy Pastor Duchy on a on a seven inch. She bought the twelve, she bought me, and then she bought me the seven inch on a on a forty five. So that was like my first record. I was probably about five at the time. Five. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like that was it. I fell in love with music. Really. From that moment. Wow. So even when I was younger, um, I remember there's a picture that we have of they. They used to be this old Fisher Price toy. Yeah. Which was like a, a turntable. I swear. Yeah, and it had like these three plastic vinyls. Mm. And you put it on and it would play music. Yeah. And my family said I was always playing with that. You told me you start DJing in 95? 95. But hold on, you, you was DJing at five. Well, I didn't, I, didn't, <laughs> see, I, didn't, I didn't even know that. Do you know what I mean? I didn't even know that. Yeah. So, and then like my dad used to play sound and my uncles and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. like my auntie Paul kind of was the first person. And then obviously mummy and daddy milk tray um, have just been just, colossal in yeah. my life um not only just from like a spiritual kind of like perspective but just as parents yeah yeah, yeah. like they are the quote-unquote traditional jamaican caribbean yeah, yeah, yeah. parents yeah you know i mean daddy milk trade the, the serious guy mommy milk trade the, the the mother yeah, yeah, yeah um and you know the balance in the house has, has always been that mm. um and my sisters so like my sisters were really my first ever audience. Mm. So my uh, my sisters Nat and Shan, they were the first people to ever hear me mix in the yard, in the yard, and all of that. So when man's clanging, clanging, <laughs> when man's clanging, and the beats ain't going, they'll be like, Nah, fam, that ain't working. You know that ain't working. And then what I used to do, I used to like make them literally lock them in my room, yeah, yeah, and make them listen to me for like hours. Yeah, so. Um, like the influences growing up, like my uncles, um, yeah, no, I come from like, so my family dynamic is mm. really unique because my mum, my mum's family, which is now still our family home, mm-hmm. it like lives on this road. Yeah. And then my dad's family lived on the road next down. Crazy. So my mum was going to school with my aunties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, so how, they, all, all. that's how they met. So when I was younger, I grew up in between two houses on two separate roads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what happened was is that my dad's siblings, when they got old enough, they then bought property on my mum's my road. Mm. So like, I was I was Every- raised, I was, you know the, the cliche, you know, it takes a, a, it takes a village. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was raised by a full on village. Wow. And then like, not even just family members, but our neighbors, etc. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. raised by like this amazing tribe. Wow. So you grow up, you have that influence of your family and friends. Um, Papa Milk Tray, I've seen him doing, doing his thing. I've seen him doing his thing. He, he, he does the most. <laughs> like, we, we, we were out of my cousin's uh, 40th on Saturday. Yeah. And I was playing, I played my boy, um, my boy Lollipop, them and they like them. Yeah, you know them yeah, they rhythms. I see my man, they're skanking out. Listen, listen, guys. <laughs> Yeah, you got church aboard it, yeah. Like, we don't want you to go and hurt yourself. You know like that. So yeah, like that that's always been um a bit of an entertainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but I'm I'm you know I'm sure he never really saw 
it going to this kind of level. Yeah. Do you feel like you've kind of grown into what your dad was in terms of the entertainer? Considering you weren't that confident before, you had the DJ mm -hmm. decks in front of you and whatever, but now where you're at, you're probably even more, I would probably say you're even more comfortable with the mic than you are with the deck sometimes. Yeah, and that, that's what people say now. People, people say like, I don't know, like, are you a better DJ or, or a better host? Um, I've been blessed to be on this journey to, to develop the skills for both. Mm. Um, I looked at people like Dr. Psycho, RIP. Mm. Um, he was one of the best. He was like one of the first DJs that, because, you know, in Jamaica and that, sound culture and that, you know what I mean? Like, you'll see a man play, but like, you see like Maron? Yeah, 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 yeah. Maron yeah. can play and host. And then, yeah, 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 yeah. But he's not over here. So like, I grew up looking at Psycho. So Psycho, would, he'd be able to host, mix, select, and do all of that by himself. Yeah. So I, I think I still prefer, I, I think I still prefer... DJing okay. a little bit more because okay. it now I, I'm at a point where I can be a lot more creative with my mixing and throw things out there that you wouldn't kind of expect. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I love doing. When was your first DJ event? My first DJ event. And what happened? So it was a house party. Okay. House party in Ballam. That's normally how they start. Yeah. You. It's normally the house party. House party. We, we just formed Sweetway Entertainment. Yeah. Uh, and a friend of mine who was in the sound at the time, his brother was an estate agent. So he had keys to property in it. So we, we did our launch party. Yeah. <laughs> that is so sick. <laughs> yeah, in Ballon. The name of the road was Terrapin Road. Jeez. Yeah. And we, like, we just drew up a little flyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Handmade, you know? <laughs> Handmade. Went to um, one printing shop in Two Inn. Printed up about 200 of these cardboard flyers. <laughs> <laughs> gave them out at college and school and that, 16. And um, we had a ram dance. And I remember, like, where, where that party was, was probably, like, a 10-minute walk from my house. Yeah, yeah. And then days, I hadn't even bought record bags yet. So you carried everything in that? Sainsbury's. J, J Sainsbury's. Not, not Sainsbury's bag. J, J Sainsbury's bags. <sighs> I go to the dance. Two J Sainsbury's um, bags. Um, I was, and initially when I started DJing, I was a slow jam DJ. Sweet. Yeah, like, so them days, like, we were still in the sound system, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, mode. So you had a man that, you had a man that did this. Yeah. So, like, my brethren, Ten Faces, he was the hip-hop man. Yeah. My brethren, Joseph, uh, Dr. Cuddles, he was, he was the Bashment man. Mm-hmm. Them times when we didn't call it Bashment. Yeah, it was yeah. <laughs> yeah? Let's get it right. Yeah, we called it Ragga. Um, and then my cousin, Ibby, he was like more the house and garage guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I was the slow jam. Everyone guy. had their role. Yeah, everybody had their position. So we, we had this house, black bags on the window. Yeah. Listen, I remember walking home at like 7.30, quarter to eight. Um, down the road, it was mad. Like just thinking, wow, man, done. But I remember even mixing, you know. Man was, <laughs> man was just literally just chewed on fade across the next one. <laughs> Fade across this one. But the thing is, the people there were just enjoying what? themselves. Wait, it, it didn't even matter. Listen, didn't... <laughs> listen, we used to have house parties on cassette. Huh? Sorry, reload that one. House parties on cassette? On cassette. <laughs> yeah. Man, man would just come, get old blaster, four tapes. 
That's it. House party. Mm. I was for, same four tapes. <laughs> TDK D90s. Yeah? Not even 120s. Some of you not don't even know what we're talking about. Google it. TDK. Yeah? TDK D90s. What even? It wasn't even a 120. Because 120s was expensive. Man, we're going Dixons to pay that kind of money. You know, like that. So it was TDK D90. That's what we were reading. That's what we were dealing with. Oh my gosh. I swear my parents must have some of those still in their yard right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've still got a load of like my tapes and that. Yeah. At mum and dad. So that was our first, that was our first event. It was sick. So as you're starting to progress and become, you know, more well known as a DJ, how do you balance life? Because obviously Sweet Boy Entertainment starts to take off. Mm-hmm. Obviously now you're looking at, you know, having soon to be having a wife, whenever that time comes. Mm-hmm. How do you balance all of that? Um it's learning. Okay. It's it's real learning. So the fact that I was DJing and then started working full time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I started at um working at Carphone Warehouse back in nineteen ninety-nine. Mm-hmm. Um and finished up there at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was what, 2020? Yeah. Um, and in that, I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I learned a lot, not just about business and marketing and mm-hmm. how to sell and all of that, but really trying to find that, that balance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I met Mrs. Milks, I was full-time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd just taken on my first management position. Mm-hmm. I was running and managing the store in Ballum. And yeah, I was still living at home, mm-hmm. all of that jazz. My mum was good, in it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had... And everything was on my doorstep. Got yeah. So I lived in Ballum. Yeah, yeah, Born yeah. and raised in Ballum. Works in Ballum. Works in Ballum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Everything was kind of cool for me. Um, but then, you know, I met Mrs. Milks and then we got together and then had the twins mm-hmm. and that. And then that's when everything kind of just flips upside down in it yeah, because yeah, it's no yeah. longer about you. Um, so I kind of struggled with that because, you know, we come from that ethic of you, you just work hard, in it? You've got to work hard. You've got to work two, three times harder than the average. Yeah. Um, but I was still really passionate about my music and I didn't want to let that go. Mm. So I was working full time, doing 50, 60, sometimes 70 weeks, 70 hours in a week, you know, Sometimes having to do the audits, like you drive past my shop at like 11 o'clock and see the light on. It's just you. It's just me. Mm. Um, so quality of life wasn't that great, the balance. Mm. Um, and you just got to learn. Mm. You, you go through it. Like yeah, you go yeah, through yeah. the ups and the downs. You go through the, you feel like you're not spending enough time with the family or mm. you, you get that kind of have that conversation that like you're not home enough or whatever, but it was never really that. It was always kind of me saying to I'm, myself. I'm working to try and make sure that we're cool. Yeah, but it was always me having that, that conversation with myself. Mm. Mrs. Milks has never kind of really said, you need to be at home or whatever. Because mm. um, she's, she's from the entertainment industry herself. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. She has like a really great understanding. So it was never that. Um, and she's really, th- the thing is, if people say that I'm busy, mm. people don't understand. <laughs> Her grind, yeah. Um, so she works full time. Mm. She's um, the director of um, the choir um, at Tab Worship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so she does that. She does vocal training. She does. She's on tour with artists. Do you know what I mean? So it's mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So we both had to kind of 
learn mm. and, and have conversations. Do you know what I mean? There's been times where we've had the conversation like, boy, like, well, I have to switch up this and mm. kind of move that around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think for me, it's been just learning mm-hmm. and just having to be really honest with myself. Got you. Because I'm not trying to be one of these, like, these people that you've got all the success out there in the world, but Homes you know what I mean? All right. Your, 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 your house is popped down. Mm. Like your kids ain't good and the, the family ain't good. Not trying to live that. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like your, your, first, your first ministry mm-hmm. is home. So, yeah. How did you adjust to being a father in all of that then? <laughs> Do you know what? Um, I remember the, the day when we found that it was, it was twins. So we were we were at my sister-in-law's house the day before, which was like a Sunday. Mm. And we were having dinner and that. And um, my mother-in-law, I call her Bashman Granny. Because she's up girl still. <laughs> yeah, like every week she enjoyed her and nails and, <laughs> and all these things. Yeah, yeah. So I remember she like, the wife walked past and said, you know, it's twins, innit? I said, why are you going to come and put, put bad mouth on us like that? She's like, nah, look at the size of the belly. Nah, it's twins. Bro. When we went for the scan, and the lady, you know, they get the, the thing, yeah, the jaw, yeah. and then the lady says, she says to us, she says to us, does anybody drive a sports car between the two of you? Oh, she's trying to hit you with that early. These times, I'm driving my, my champagne-coloured um, Merc compressor, yeah? <laughs> 320, yeah? I'm, I'm hot-boying it out here. <laughs> panoramic sunroof, you know. Oh, that's good. To her, that's good. I said to her, yeah, I drive a, a two-door sporty, sporty kind of car. She's like, you might need a four-door. I was like, okay, why? She's like, it's twin. I said, can you speak up? Because <laughs> you sound like your mum with it. She's like, no, it's twin. So I was like, woo. Shock. That was the that was the moment my life changed. That was the moment my life changed. Did you feel like you had to grind a bit more now? Now that so, it's so, rather than one or two. Right, so I'm in management at Car Phone. Yeah. For those who know Martin, I'm quite laid back and whatever. Even as a manager, I'm I'm, I'm about my business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? I'm not that that So I come back to work the next day, branch meeting. Next not even warning. Now you man ain't no branch meeting tonight at call. So I sat down with my whole team. I said, man them, listen. Went for the scan. And it's twins. Ooh. That was the response from my team. Ooh. So I'm saying to man them, right, cool. Do you know what? We are bossing target every month from now on. Yeah? Things switch up We've been like, we've been like two months at like the next manager's meeting. I'm in the video and everybody's like, the area manager's like, yeah, like, Balam's overperforming. I said, damn right, man's got twins on the way. Yeah? <laughs> that's, that's everyone, you know, Tell make sure you know. Way, yeah? <laughs> so if you don't think you're going to be smashing targets around me, you've not got another thing coming. One, one Christmas, no, one New Year's Eve, I'll tell you the story. So the last day for bonus yeah. for that quarter was New Year's Eve. Okay. So... Obviously, man, them don't really want to have, but it was a Saturday. Mm-hmm. So we still open like kind of normalish hours, nine till five. Mm-hmm. That morning, I said to the man, them, I'm going to let you lot know we are not closing this shop 
don't care what party you're going to. I don't care what you've got going on. We are not closing this shop until we bust the curtain. <laughs> everything so, to, everything so phone up, who you need to phone up, get them to come and do their upgrades, whatever. Like, 8 o'clock, I swear to you, fam, I had my staff out on Ballam High Road flagging down customers. Yeah? Come, come get an upgrade. We'll give you a Blackberry whatever. Yeah? Like, come. Everything's... Bro, I didn't shut the shop until half nine. I didn't shut the shop, fam. I said, there's no way I'm gonna we're going into this court and not busting the target. No, no, yeah. everything's it, you know. Bro. You heard you have twins, you had a meeting. Bro, because I keep telling people twins ain't cheap. <laughs> yeah. So that that that's that was my mindset. Yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah. really like oh. changed my whole direction. You are taking switch up uh, quickly, you know. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Trust me, twins. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to talk about this. I love them, you know, but damn. So, <laughs> oh, things switch up, you know, that's crazy. So, you DJing, Sweetwater Entertainment, you, you progress through the years with them. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like your journey with Sweetwater Entertainment has prepared you for where you're at now? Definitely. And how has that done that? Um... Because we we we've gone through, you know the we've gone through the we've gone through the trenches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean we started out as, you know, just a load of man in, in a sound, and then you know over the years man's come in, man's come out, mm-hmm. man's come in, man's come out. You know the days of going to a booking and man's getting fifty pound mm-hmm. and splitting that between three man. Do you know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. All of that, we've been through it. Um, and the team that I've got right now, we've been together over 10 years. Wow. Like, consistently. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, my, my right hand, T21, came in around about 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, at one point, it was just me and him. Mm-hmm. And then um, my cousin came on board, D Warner. Mm-hmm. He's more like... He's not a DJ, he's not an MC. Got ya. But he's the... The brains. He's the brains. Um, and then, like, one of my staff that I met at Carphone, who became my assistant manager, uh, producer, mm-hmm. he then kind of was my, my producer for my radio show when I was on On Top. Yeah, yeah, For yeah. Sexy Time. And then um, JR came on board mm-hmm. um, through T21. And he's, he's kind of, history is more like, he came from, like, the garage thing. Got ya. Um, and then, like, yeah, we've just been a team ever, like, solidly like ever since and we've been through it mm-hmm. i mean we've put on events and they haven't gone well or we've had the ups and the downs and the you know what i mean but we've never had no kind of major fallouts or whatever mm-hmm. um and and there's there's a there's a love and respect and there's and what i like about our team as well like there's three djs so mm-hmm. there's myself t21 and djr and like we do aquam on a sunday mm-hmm. And the great thing about that is like there might be one week and and JR does like a, a two hour set and you're like, oh my man, you're sure, you know? mm. So and you're coming on after it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know you're like, I mean there's that 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 competitive spirit within the team. And like kind of just iron sharpens iron. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. I love about it. And then everybody has kind of branched off and gone and done other things. So yeah, yeah, like, yeah. 
most of my guys that I'm around are actual teachers by trade. Wow. Like full-time teachers. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, JR, T21, producer, they're all full-time teachers. Mm -hmm. So they've all been able to kind of take some of those aspects and then put them into other bits and pieces. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. like JR started um, the Rights Academy, um, T21's done like after school clubs and summer programs and yeah, that. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Producer like does performing arts with young people. So Lovely. like, and then Warner is just, again, like the brains, but he, he's a, like, a trainer, so he does corporate training. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, man, the, the team have prepared me mm -hmm. and they, they support me. Mm -hmm. And like, we support each other. So it's, it's just a good, it's a good unit to be around. So one thing I love about you is your transparency, whether things are going well, or things are not going well. So is there ever been a time leading up to, let's say, pre-pandemic, and we'll talk mm -hmm. about some stuff post-pandemic, as yeah. we are talking about off-camera. Yeah. Off-camera. Um, pre-pandemic, was there ever a time where things didn't go well, and how did you react to that, or how did you kind of manoeuvre around, um, and what did you learn? So, 2012, um, I'm at a stage, so the twins are two. Yeah. The twins are two. Um, work is getting busy, car phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still playing out every weekend, etc. But I wasn't happy. Okay. I wasn't happy, bro. Um, my weight was going up mm. ridiculously. My health was getting bad. Yeah. High blood pressure, mm. all of that kind of stuff. Um, and I felt like something had to give, mm -hmm. really. Like, I was on the verge of, like, nervous breakdown. Right. Like, proper. Yeah. Like... Don't let anybody tell you, like, that stuff's not real. Mm. Like, big man like myself, I was on the verge, bro. Mm. Um, so something had to give. And God kept telling me, look, I'm going to just test your faith, innit? Mm. So, and what I realised, sometimes with God, what he does, he makes situations really uncomfortable mm. for you. So that whole situation with work, with Carphone at that time was to push me out mm. because he knew that if he didn't make it uncomfortable, mm. I was going to sit and ride it. Mm -hmm. And then it would have been either one thing, one, I pop down yeah. or two, I'm just going to block this shot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it got to a point where I said, no, nah, I'm going to step down from management. Mm -hmm. um, at the time I was heavy into radio. Mm -hmm. So I'd started doing radio back in like 20, 2003 mm -hmm. on Delight with like So Solid and mm -hmm. all of that. And then I moved to another uh, pirate station, Bounce FM, built my Bounce family. Mm -hmm. And then I moved to On Top. Mm -hmm. um, so I was doing like shows on On Top. Um, we had a radio show called Sexy Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slow Jam show. Um, popped off like it was crazy. Like these are the days of BBM status. Yeah. So, like, on a Wednesday, you know, like, you'd check status and then all you'd see is our logo. Like, it was mad. It was mad. Um, but I wanted to do breakfast. Mm -hmm. So, I left Carphone, as in, I stepped down from management. Yeah, I yeah. went part-time, 15 hours. Mm -hmm. So, I've had that conversation with Mrs. Milks, mm. um, my dad, mum, my auntie Paula. I spoke to my uncle Freddie, who's my pastor. Mm -hmm said, look, man, this is kind of like where I want to go. I feel like this is where God's taking me. They were like, cool, like, mm. we've got you, like, mm. go. Um, 
and to go from earning really good money. Mm. I was earning like good money, bro, a couple grand a month. Mm. You know what I mean? I was, you know what I mean? I was in a position to buy buy Mrs. Milk's a, a car. Mm. You know what I mean? When 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 we knew she was having the twins, bought a, you know what I mean? Bought a big whip. Mm. It wasn't it wasn't the biggest whip that she wanted. But it was a big whip. It was a big whip. She, she was on some X5. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was on the big, big. She was on some X5. We went, we went to the dealership. Went to the... Because this, this was before SUVs were a yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so went to the SUVs and she was like, I was thinking, oh, you're going to go for like a Toyota or yeah, something. Yeah. Uh, we walked past the, 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 the family cars <laughs> and then I looked at like a Vauxhall Safira. Okay, you was on the people yeah, yeah. carrying thing. I was on the people yeah, <laughs> She says to me, no disrespect, but I'm not driving nothing with sliding doors that looks like a church van. I said, all right, cool, babe. All right, cool. What do, you, what do you want me to do? So we go to the X5, like the, 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 the you know, the SUV thing. Yeah. She goes and sits in the X5 straight away. Ah. And this is a, ah. Uh, says, come, come, babe, come, come, come. I feel like me and, me and the boys, me and your sons will be really safe in this. Ah, shit, you with that? Said, you oh. Wretched woman. <laughs> wretched woman. So... Do you know what I mean, I was like, it was good. I was in a good space financially, but yeah, yeah. I wasn't happy. So to go from that and then move to literally having no money, mm. that was like some of my darkest days, bro. Mm. Like on the reels, like, and, and as a man, um, having to kind of deal with that and look at yourself and question your manhood and all of the the, the things that have been, you know, Planted in you from like the men around you, whatever yeah, you yeah, start yeah, to yeah. doubt yourself heavily. Yeah. Um, and I was just like in a really, really dark space. Mm. Um, I loved what I did. I loved playing music and that, but it wasn't bringing in enough money mm. in my mind. But obviously, clearly, it did because God was providing every month. Like mm. there was times when it got mad sticky. I'll be honest, bro. Do you know what I mean? Like. The credit, hey, hey, the credit score went from to <laughs> like I hear that. that. That's the reality. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. think that's the thing that a lot of people don't say. Like, man had bro, my credit score was nice. Mm. Credit score went bang. I was like, boy. But for me, what really got me through was my faith. Mm. Um, and it, and there, there's there's some pivotal points in my life that have where I knew that was God, like, stretching me for the next stage. Yeah. So that was probably, I feel like, in my main adulthood life part, like, that was the first part of God saying, you know what, I'm stretching you. Mm. Because the fact of the matter is I had a young family mm. and, I, and I wasn't feeling like I was the breadwinner. Mm. And, like, so I'm doing 15 hours at Carphone and then I'm just doing, you see, weekend. You're just out. Fam, six bookings sometimes. Oh yeah, but I'm in Yeah, 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 I'm there, I'm there, I'm there, I'm there, yeah. What funeral? Yeah, yeah, I'm there, I'm there, I'm there, I'm there, I'm there, I'm there. But Chris, yeah, I'm there, I'm there, I'm there, I'm there, I'm there. Like, literally. So to the point where I was coming in on Sunday, Sunday mornings and stuff, fall asleep in my car outside my house. Like, get home, turn the engine. Wake up one one morning. My sister in law was staying at our house, and she actually was going to church. Knocked the window. I was in the car outside the house. Yeah, bro. So that's that's the reality. 
but it's always it's always been God's grace, bro. Mm. Always, like, just even in the the darkest trenches, I'm always like, there's just always something, and I thought like, nah, like even when I wanted to give up radio, you wanted to give up, yeah, radio. man, I was ready to give up my breakfast show. I was looking. There was one morning I just woke up at about six o'clock, yeah, and I checked my NatWest app and I said. Nah, this can't run no more. This can't, like, because pirate radio, what a lot of people don't understand is you do pirate radio and it, you don't get paid. <laughs> so I was waking up doing breakfast on on top, like, five days a week from home. So I like, so streaming, like, on Twitch and that yeah. in my house now is nothing to me because I was doing radio back, back in 2013, mm-hmm. 2014, at home. So... We had like a two bed flat at the time and I had a small space on the dining room table. So when the kids were getting ready for nursery, mm. they were actually sitting next to me. Why you did? Whilst I was doing radio. Yeah. Like, Do you know how mad that is? Yeah. So for, 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 for the twins, for them to see me doing twitching and DJing and whatever at home. Nothing. That's nothing because that's what they've grown up around. Wow. So... For me, at that point, I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm done. I was ready to phone up my area manager that morning, like nine o'clock. Mm. Boss man, I need a store. I woke up at six and I got an email at 6.30. This is God. From a listener who'd been listening to Milk Trace Motivation on the show for how many years. She then passed her degree and went to Jamaica, mm. was working out there. And she just random, it's not even random, it's just God, mm. sent me this email. At the same time, the same time, I woke up at 6 and said, I'm done. At 6.30, I got an email saying, do you know what? I just want to let you know that you see what you do, you don't even understand how much people you've helped, how much people you've touched. How much, so if you ever feel like you want to give up, Boy. You can't. That's God, bro. That's... <laughs> six yeah. o'clock, I woke up and said, I'm done. At 6 30, I got that email. Yeah. Right. So that's 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 why that's why when you see me on a social or whatever, I gotta put God first. Because mm. it's only it's only God's grace that I'm here, man. Mm. And it's just not even God's grace, but it's the prayers from like family members, like I grew up with my grand, mm. I was my grand's child, basically. So for a long time, I was I slept next to my grand. So I would be sometimes, you know, when you're younger, and you wake up and you, you you hear them old school up praying, praying from four o'clock early morning, four o'clock till seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as a child, you don't get it. Yeah, you don't have no understanding. Like, why are they praying for so long? But it's future proofing you, you that, know. That's what I'm saying. Now I get it. Now I get it, because she wasn't praying for me. She was praying for my wife, for my picnic there. She was praying for the business. Like, and she didn't even know she was praying for my sisters. Mm. Cousins, like, do you know what I mean? And that's, that's what that is. And what's crazy is those prayers still carrying you through today. Yeah. And will still carry you through Come tomorrow. On. Come on, B. So when lockdown hits... <laughs> Let's get juicy, man. What's, what's happening with the business, with the family? So... Lockdown hits. Um, I'm first lockdown. March first lockdown, the, the big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm doing weddings. Like, I've kind of now 
carved out a market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the in the in the wedding kind of feel like collectively as a sound, mm. we started doing weddings over ten years ago, mm. even longer. Yeah. Like my cousin reminded me the other day. He's like, oh, like you did my my mum my mum's wedding back into two thousand five, two thousand three. Like you know what I mean. So we've yeah, been yeah, weddings yeah. a long time, but um, I had twenty plus weddings booked in. Um, I was doing. DJ lessons with the Rights Academy. Mm. Still one day at car phone. Mm-hmm. First pandemic comes. Just before the pandemic, I I was in bed sleeping, and then the wife got the TV on. She says, and then she got an alert on her phone, mm. and the alert says, "Oh, car phone warehouse due to close down." Blah blah blah. She says, "Babes, <laughs> you know car phone was closing." Just opened my eye and went, no. And I went back to sleep. So, pandemic comes, lockdown. Mm. Car phone have gone under. They've offered me this redundancy money. So I've been there 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd heard all these rumours about people getting like some good payouts and whatever. So, I'm thinking, boy... Man's you a, you a good change. 20 and, years? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Man's you a, you a good change. But because I'd gone part-time, mm. they based my redundancy on the last three months' worth of hours. So they then offered me two and a half grand. For 20 years? For 20 years. Now, when I'm telling people this story, people are raging. People are raging. Years, you know. People are cussing on, no, fam, and this, that, blah, blah, and blah. And, but there was such a calmness in me. There was such a calmness in me because what I'd realised is that I'd gone through something a couple of months earlier mm. where, again, that stretching of faith, like mm. God was stretching me. So me and my cousin had organised to do a talent show because um, we love family. We love entertaining. We used to do this show when we was at college called the Sorted Flavors Variety Show. Mm -hmm. So we hadn't done it for like 15 years. Mm -hmm. But it's always been in my mind to do it. So God's always put it there. So we did it. Cut long story short. Seven days before the event, we'd only sold 80 tickets. So a friend of mine, my sister, I call her my sister Janine, I told her, she said, you need to pray and fast for seven days. So... Did that, I'd already spent like two and a half grand. Yeah? So we do this event. Within seven days, we go from 80 tickets to 350 tickets. Mm. Now, we didn't break even. But what that, sh- what that showed me is that I need to really trust God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I always thought that that event was going to be the thing to get us on telly and whatever. Wow. But what it was actually was God was testing my faith. And then in that season, that's, that season prepared me for, that to... for COVID. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 so yeah. When yeah. COVID comes now... That's why you got that piece? Because you just like... I was like, okay, cool, COVID's here. Like, it's, it's going to be tense and it's going to be tricky, but... I wasn't stressing. Mm. A friend of mine who used to work for Carphone in HR told her about it. She did this amazing email. They they bumped it up to like three, like four grand. Mm-hmm. 
cool, whatever. I'm not gonna fight it. Whatever, I'll take the money. Um, I had some money saved up, and then the, I think it was the 19th, no, hold on. So the 19th of April, 2020, I'm in my house, in my little room, where I've got my decks and that. Mm. I'm watching one of my guys, I'm watching JR, because that's when all the DJs, that's when we started doing IG Everyone Lives. Everyone was doing IG Lives, yeah, 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 yeah. So first lockdown, I started doing IG Lives, bro. Mm. I'm getting mad numbers, like 400 pluses and all of this kind of stuff. Yeah. So then a couple of weeks later, we did um, a party on Zoom for the wife. Mm. And then two days later, I'm watching JR. The Saturday night, mm. about 12.30. And literally, I just felt God say to me, look, see, tomorrow morning, I want you to do a gospel show. Just out of the blue like that? Just random, like, all right. <sighs> all right, cool. Like, so I got on my phone, did a little flyer, mm. little Trey Sunday service. Posted it, went to sleep, woke up, over 200 likes. All right, cool. Like, plugged in the eye rig, mm. did this first show, and like, man had like two, three hundred people. And I was like, wow. And then Daddy Milkshake came on at the end and prayed over it. And he said, I'm just letting you know that this is what God wants you to do. So, just do it. That was 79 weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing Sunday service every Sunday by hook or by crook since. And the doors that have opened since that, I can't even, there's so many. Um, I started the Hope Program, mm-hmm. um, which is you know, taking and teaching young people and and teaching people just in general how to become DJs. We do mentoring in that. Um, And that kind of came from working with JR and the Rights Academy. Mm -hmm. And then we had the whole George Floyd thing. So Croydon, a friend of mine called Anthony King, Mm -hmm. uh, works in Croydon, community kind of champion. And they were doing like a rally and they were trying to get together like well-respected black, you know, Mm -hmm. figures in the community to come down. So I met like the mayor and some MPs and they were like, we need something for these young people. Can you put something together? I was mm. like, cool. So me and Anthony sat down in a room in um, Croydon, kind of came up with the HOPE program. And then just things like, so that started. And then I'm in a meeting with the Metropolitan Police two weeks later. Three weeks later, I'm in a meeting with Crystal Palace Football Club. Next week, I'm sitting down and I've got my, my brethren from Mentivity, the mentoring company, they're in the meeting. And then it just spirals, bro. But every single Sunday, by hook or by crook, I've got to make sure I do Sunday service. And the whole of lockdown, when, when man had no money, you know, this is honest. Which camera do I need to look in? That's your camera. Right? It's my camera. No money. Like, genuinely, no money. I'm... I'm thinking I'm going to have to have some serious conversations mm. with Mrs. Milks, like, but every time, bro, every time there's a phone call. Can you do a workshop here or can you do a Zoom party here or... And just every time I'm like, wow. And that all came from obedience. Mm-hmm. From that season, that's what I've learned about Sunday service. The fact that doing Sunday service 
it was about me being obedient. Mm -hmm. God saying, all right, cool, I'm going to take you out of your comfort zone. Because everybody knows that as a DJ, I love DJing, mm -hmm. but my family, we come from church and I've never shied away from that. Mm -hmm. So everybody knows we do church and that. But I think it was just God saying, all right, cool, how much are you really going to trust me? Because I'm going to take away all of your wedding bookings, all your private bookings. Deposits paid. Like, flights booked. I had four international weddings, bro. But I'm going to take that all away. I'm going to take all of that away. I'm going to see how you roll in it. I'm just going to strip you bare. And, bro, it's just been the most amazing season. The most amazing season of my life. Seriously. Car. And I just came from obedience. Because I could have sat there in my house and said, nah, God, I'm not really going to do it, you know. Nah, I don't know if I really want to do it. Mm. Because I've never, even though people don't know, know me for that side, but they've never, I've never been that vocal about it. Mm -hmm. Like, you're really kind of putting yourself out there. So for me to do that, and I mean, I'd already started doing, like, Milk Trade's motivation. Mm -hmm. and that's what I realised. God was, there's all these stages. Mm -hmm. God was preparing me to get to this stage. Wow. What's the hardest conversation you had to have with your family around that time? Um, it was really, it was down to like the, the finances. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's, that was the hardest conversation. You know, in, in our household, we, we realised that from a while ago that if I was to stay full-time at Carphone, Mm. I could only earn X amount. Mm -hmm. But if Mrs. Milks went back to work full-time, she could earn X amount. Mm -hmm. So from when the boys were young, we had that conversation. So that's, that was another reason why I went part-time. Mm -hmm. So me going part-time enabled me to do school runs and pick up the boys and do all of that. So even though I was earning less than, than Mrs. Milks, mm. The, the reward for that is how much I've been able to pour into our sons. Mm -hmm. So for the mini milks, they see their dad every day. They now have to come to meetings with me. They hear me on the phone. They see me streaming. It was the twins who told me about Twitch. <laughs> Imagine that. So when I'm doing IG lives... Because they're watching all the game. And... When I'm doing IG lives and getting locked off, they're coming into my room and saying, Dad, Go on Twitch. I'm like, nah, it seems a bit long, son. And DJs, when at that point, DJs was moving over Slow. And, and it was going like this for DJs Bro. and they moved over as well. So, like, for me, that conversation was really important back in the day because we already had the conversation mm. about finances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, was, it wasn't too hard, mm -hmm. but it kind of just felt like, I was like, babe, look, at the moment, I'm not. Like, I'm not even there. Mm -hmm. But even though I had the conversation, God still provided, bro. Like, there was never a month that I wasn't able to do my part and pay my half of the bills and all of that. And as a man, that's really important. To, that's important to us. You mm -hmm. want to be able to, to feel like you're doing your part. Not only because you want to feel like you're doing your part, but for me, I want to be an example to my sons. Yeah. So, yeah, that was probably the, the trickiest. But as I said, bro, just every time, like, I feel like, oh, the tight, the money's getting tight, you know? 
bang phone call mm. or an email or something would come up. Do you know what I mean? So, and what people weren't seeing is that you'd still be on IG Live at one point, laptop, done, gone. No one, you have to go down to, to Corey's or wherever you went yeah, to cool. to go get the new thing. And, but people don't, unless they're watching week on week, people don't see that that's yeah. happened. They just see every Sunday milkshakes on. Yeah, bro. Like, I, I, I had to learn. Big up to all my DJs, you know, in, in lockdown. We've, we've had to adapt. adapt yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? I had to learn how to stream on OBS and overlays and what? Who's got time for what? <laughs> that's long. What? Webcam? <laughs> what? What? Logitech C9 phone? <laughs> Like, why is it two bills? When before pandemic, the week before pandemic, man could get it for £50. Oh, man go to Amazon, oh, a, a Logitech C920 now is £180. Listen. Mocking, man. Yeah? All of that. Hours. I'd be on the phone to my brother in Simple Simon for hours. Yo, fam, I found this video on, on, on YouTube about OBS. Like, we'd be messing each other like 2 o'clock. Yo, fam, I just found a thing. Like, it was that peak. So... Learning how to adapt to go into this whole streaming game yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was a lot for me. Mm. And I just took everything that I had and invested in it, mm. like, fully. I went and bought gaming PC. That cost me, I think, 14, 1400 Monitors, webcams, sound cards, mm. microphone, lighting. Like, I put, imagine, in my home studio now, I've got separate broadband. So the house, them not got Skype. I got Virgin. Nobody don't have the password. <laughs> when the man put the box in, you see, you see the little stick on the back of the thing. You took I it off. Peel it off. <laughs> Cause I know, I know, I know what the are like. Never they'll come in there and just, and just on, on a on a gym yeah, speaker. Yeah. yeah. Cause all the time I hear it when they're doing their little Fortnite. Oh, that is glitching, man. It's glitching. <laughs> Boy, my stupid is alright. Yeah. But like literally, I spent I've spent like Money. I mean, last year, I think I've worked it out. I spent about eight grand. I spent about eight grand on getting my stream to like where it is. Like, trust me, it's yeah, it's been a lot. So in all that, do you feel like where you run, where you are at now, you're more hungry? And more fearless and pushing through in terms oh, of Oh my days. I'm, I'm to get so, those successes. I'm so fearless. So fearless. Like, not like fearless in the sense of I'll just do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like if I'm if I'm doing something, I'm going all in. Mm -hmm. That's what that's what lockdown's kind of taught me. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're gonna do it, you're gonna have to invest in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I invested in my streaming and then, you know, trying to convert people from IG. To Twitch. to Twitch, that was that was a thing. Mm -hmm. Like this month is a year that I've been streaming on Twitch, and to be able to be able to well to be able to be in a position now where I'm now confidently streaming on Twitch, mm. um, and was able to then get a lot of my DJs that are around me to come over because mm -hmm. I was screaming. I was saying, "Man, then come and come, come, come to Twitch. Twitch," and then like, "Boy, what's But then. You know, one by one they came, Conspiracy, mm -hmm. um, uh, Strictly Vibes, um, Simple Simon, and like, and then we built like this, and you know, big business, and we built this like this little network, and then our followers from IG, only a small percentage, then kind of came over, 
But now everybody's in a position where Twitch is... This year, the first part of this year, Twitch was my main income. Twitch was paying my bills. And down. Twitch was paying my bills. Like, all of my bills. Like, there you go, babe. That's my half. It was not left after I... It was not left. There was no, there was no savings. There was no savings, yeah? But I just, there's my half. That's the, the everything covered, yeah? The bills, mortgage, yeah, everything. No trace said, Twitch has paid my bills. Full stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, stop right there. There wasn't no... Oh, I had money left out though. No, no, no. But Twitch was paying my bills. That's mad. Yeah. That you went Fully. from you went from free IG live. Yeah. To, <laughs> to, to Twitch paying your bills. And I know DJs. I know DJs like like internationally and look like in UK mm. who are doing two, three times what I was earning. Like I know men that are on Twitch that are making city. Broker money. I'm not joking. I'm not I've, talking. Like, I've seen it. I'm not talking like one, two grand. I'm not talking five, six grand, seven. Like man, them are making some peas. It's crazy. So, yeah, like I'm, I'm just fearless now, bro. Mm. Do you know what I mean? If, if, if I'm passionate about something, I'm going all in. Whether it be the whole program, whether it be the radio station reach LDN, uh, whether it be you know doing events, mm. etc. Sunday service. Do you know what I mean? Like, one of my proudest things is that I've never missed a Sunday service. Mm. Even when we kind of came out of lockdown and things were opening back up, Saturday night, Sunday morning, booking, wedding, whatever, come nine o'clock, the stream is on. Sometimes I might not even be on camera now. Sometimes it's just the, um, it's just the preacher it's, preaching. It's just, it's <laughs> the song, or it's the song yeah. at the start. It's just the word. And maybe a Kirk Franklin concert. <laughs> yeah. We use that as the praise and worship. And then we go straight to the word. And then you might hear me on the mic. Yo, people, yeah, I'm here, but man's mad tired. So I'll see you lot next week. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the end yeah, of it. Yeah, that's it. But, you know what I mean? For me, that's... that's, that's I watched that one the other day. Yeah, fam. <laughs> fam. And, then, and you know what? Mummy milkshake, like, I went to dinner. went to the house for dinner. Mum said, I think you need to just balance it out a bit, Sam, because you're not, you're not coming on the camera. <laughs> we want to see you on the camera. I was like, hold on. No, nah, fam. <laughs> hold on, uh, Kurt Franklin. <laughs> yeah, Kurt Franklin. Mike like, Todd, hold on, wait. Yeah, like, <laughs> and then straight to Mike Todd, crazy said, faith. said, where's... Thanks, guys. It's been great. So let's talk BBC One Extra, Metro Fest. Wow. Because oh. those are two opportunities that have come out of your successes during lockdown. One opportunity in terms of time length came on the day, on site. Mm-hmm. So talk me through how those kind of came about and then how you were first feeling, first reactions, especially the Metro Fest thing. Yeah. How was your first reactions to those things as well? Um... I mean, Metro Fest, um, I'd, I'd always wanted to do festivals. Mm-hmm. And I'll be brutally honest, I kind of felt like, God, like, you're just over, why are you overshadowing me? Like, mm. like I can shell. Like, why, why am I not at a festival? Like, I wasn't, I hadn't had, like, I had one festival booking a couple of years ago. Mm. Um, and I was, like, the first DJ. 
Got ya. So when I got there, there was nobody there. Yeah, people are still in the queue. No, there was nobody there. Oh, no one in the like, queue. There was no even nobody in the queue. <laughs> yeah. So it was just me and two of my bridges. Yeah. And they were vibing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I hadn't had a festival booking since. Mm. And then I got this Metro Fest booking. Um, they got to show them. A man like, like boom, I'm gonna put you on, but I wanna put you on and make sure like you get a little coverage. Mm. So I want you to do the comedy ten, and then I'm gonna get like get you a, a slot on the main stage. So mm. I'm like, cool. Like you know when you hear that, like you know what, bro? I'm just thankful for the yeah, yeah, yeah. You like, just you just happen to be there. I'm, 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 just, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. So whether I'm on the main stage or the tent, it doesn't matter. So me and my cousin Warner, who's my partner and manager, mm-hmm. we go up there. And that weekend, the mud and the it was mad. The mm. weather was crazy. I just remember walking like at the entrance, and it was the mud was crazy, and the timings was all out because of the mud. Because mm-hmm. I think what happened was they had fifty first state there the day before, mm. so they opened up a little bit later. So everything was kind of behind time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So originally, I was meant to be in the comedy tent. And then come to the main stage. Mm. So I got to the main stage and they were like, no, don't go too far. Because basically by the time you get to the comedy tent, they're, they're really just starting. So just stay here. Got ya. So I'm just around the back of the main stage. I go on the main stage and um, I'm having to look around, just trying to take it all in. And then a man comes up to me and says, yeah, boom, like you're on after this artist. I was like, cool, no problems. Mm. So get plugged up and that. And then like man says to me, I know you meant to have half an hour, but we're running behind time, so you only got twenty minutes. Oh, the cut! You didn't say the cut. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, so my set went from thirty minutes originally. I was only meant to have thirty minutes on the main stage, and then they trimmed it. Down. They said you've only got twenty. So I'm like, cool. Like I'm on main stage in it. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> you know what I mean, God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. Yeah. So I get on and like, I start playing and um, just been in a little vibe. Um, big up to my guy, um, Days as well, because he was kind of there already. So mm-hmm. I said to him, what's been played, what hasn't? Mm-hmm. He's like, no kind of, no like reggae or dance has been played. I was like, cool. So came in there, you know, heads highs and all of that. Because um, it was very, really diverse, wide kind of audience. Mm-hmm. So just kind of kept it jiggy. And then, you know, like, you get into your little groove, but you start thinking, hold on, like, it's got to be longer than 20 minutes. So, like, now, I looked at my watch, and I'm like, no, this is closer to, it's closer to, like, 40 minutes now. So, I didn't even question anything. Oh, you just carry on. (laughs) I carried on. So then, like, now it's getting to, like, 50 minutes. So, I've looked over at my cousin Warner, and I'm like, he's like, so then it's like just under an hour now. Yeah, yeah. And um, Days comes up to me and says, I said, I'm like, what going for the time? He's like, bro, keep playing. Bro, from that, from that moment, I poured my entire heart and soul out on that stage. Because at this point now, there's thousands of people. Mm-hmm like thousands in front of man. And it was just me one on the stage. So going back to your question about preparing, mm. all of the things 
that I've gone through in the DJ game and all of that, radio, all of that, what I realised was preparing me for that one moment. Mm. That's when God says, you know what? Don't worry, because I haven't put you on nothing. Because guess what? I'm going to put you on a stage in front of how many, how many people, and I'm going to give you your due time to shine. So 20 minutes went from really 20 minutes to like two and a half hours. Just shed like, bro, I was shelling. I was, I was, I was leaving mixes running, going to the crowd, telling them to sway. We was doing gas and like, man, run back. Man had, oh, I, every, every mix that I could think of, I pulled out. Like Oasis, Oasis, Wonderwall with, with Junior Mafia, Get Money. Yeah, that was cold. Like, I was pouring my whole heart out, bro. Because at that point now, I'm like, wow, like, look at God. Mm. And then I came off and then um, the stage manager <laughs> said to me, all right, don't go too far. Don't go too far. Don't go too far. And then um, they asked me to come back on again. And yeah, I came back on. Uh, we got my guy DJ Longers as well, mm. and then yeah, bro, like I literally did probably about just under three hours that day, and the 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 response was just overwhelming, bro. Like the next day, the Monday, I had like over a hundred and fifty plus mentions. Like my Instagram following went up by like over a thousand. It was mad. Like, you know when you're trying to repost mm. on IG, my phone crashed about four times. Trust me, it was it was it was crazy. I was getting messages from people saying, you know what, like you was the highlight. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? I know there was a few little technicals and, and mm. whatever, but people were like, look, man, like you you saved that, you saved Metrofest. So yeah, man, I, I was just I was so like when I came off stage, I didn't know whether to shout, scream, cry. Like, I was just a bag of emotions. Mm. Like, because I'd been waiting for... That moment. That one moment for oh, so long. And, and again, the same with One Extra. I've been trying to get on One Extra since it started. So I've done, I've done features. I've been in the old building. Mm. I was doing guest stuff with Ace and Viz. Mm -hmm. uh, we got G-Money, who's over there in um, Nairobi now. Uh, with Homeboy Radio, Charlene White, mm. you know, on ITV. I was doing features with them. They used to do, like, their afternoon show. Um, at Rampage as well. Mm -hmm. I've, been, I've been there, like, and then what was happening, everybody's like, yeah, 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 like, boom, you're next. Do a demo. So I do a demo, and every time I do the demo, man will put it on the desk, and then that man now has gone to BBC One. Yeah. Or he's so gone to somewhere here. So like every time I felt like the door was opening, door closed, slammed right back. I was like, child God, you know what? See me and you, God. I don't really like... You trying to beef God, bro? Bro, <laughs> bro I'm not going to lie. I was disgruntled. I was like, God, burn you and your eyebrows. Yeah? Because this is long. Why? Why are you not going to let me get through the door? Yeah? Not why, God's eyebrows. Why are you, gonna, why are you not going to let me get through the door? So I kind of felt like that wasn't my portion. You felt that time had passed? Yeah, I felt, yeah, I was like, cool, do you know what? It is what it is. Mm. And then, February this year, at 
12.30 at night. Now, the reason why 12.30 is significant is because back in April 2020, mm-hmm. when I decided to do Sunday service, the time I decided to it's do it, it was 12.30. Mm-hmm. So I get an email at 12.30 on a Thursday night from Adele. Mm-hmm. She says, hi, I'm Adele. I'm a producer for One Extra. I've been watching what you've been doing on Sunday service. We are mixing gospel with R&B, hip hop, funky and bashment and jungle and whatever. And we want that. Mm. So send me your number and I'm going to call you. Tell me what time to call you tomorrow, bro. I sat there and I looked at the screen on, in, my, in my house, the monitor, and I sat there for about half an hour. And then the wife came upstairs and she just walked past my, my studio. Mm. And she saw me, she's like, are you okay? And I said, I, didn't, I couldn't even talk. Mm. And I just pointed at the screen and she read the email. And then, like, we just both started crying. Because I'd been, I'd been trying to get on one extra for so many years. And then it was only out of my obedience. Do you see what God done? Mm-hmm. See when he says... Just do me in it. Mm-hmm. Do me. Like, do what I tell you to do and just watch what I do for you. Because that came from nowhere. Mm. I had no idea that she was watching Sunday service when I was doing it on IG mm-hmm. for all that time. And then she said, bang, there was an opportunity. She said, I've got the guy. That all came from that obedience. And now, you know, I'm nearly a year in. Crazy. And the thing is, you because of how successful you've been with it, you've opened doors for others. You opened doors for me. You opened doors for the other DJs that, have, that were, weren't doing it before you came along. But because you did what you did, you opened mad doors. That's what I'm here for, man. That's crazy. That's, that, for me, that's... Through your obedience, you opened doors for others. It's something there. Like for me, that's that's what it's about. Mm. Like creating legacy and and influence and yeah, you know I mean, being able to open doors. Because mm. I feel like in this DJ fraternity, there's not a lot of people that do that. Do you know what I mean? Not a lot of people really want to open the door. But I'm doing my thing, innit? Mm. Like that's why teaching like the next generation to me, and not even just the next generation, but people that's it's so important to me mm-hmm. because. I love DJing, but I'm going to be honest. I even had this conversation on the way here. I'm not going to be DJing. Like, I'm 43 now. Mm. Don't think I'm going to be out here at weddings at the age of 50, setting up speakers and all of that. I've got no time. Mm. Yeah? My thing is now, I want to be able to have the next set of DJs coming up and sound engineers and whatever. You go and do it. Yeah? You go and set up and do all of that jazz. And then if they want to pay me the big money to come and do the thing, I mean, I come in like a like a Trevor Nelson or whatever. Mm-hmm. I come and do the, you know what I mean, a show. But I'm not, you know what I mean? That's that's where I'm going now, bro. Wow. That's 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 my vision. So um, I'm just happy that I could could do that. And I, again, I didn't even think that it would be it would open doors for others like yourself. Mm. You know what I mean? When when I saw your post, <laughs> when I when I saw your post, and I saw the. The, the gospel corner. I said, look at God. 
Look at God. Look at that. Like, I had no idea that it would create that. So, for me, I'm just happy to be, mm. like, that person. Like, I, I, I love to give. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it says, like, in the Bible, like, you've got to give in it. You know what I mean? Like, and, and you'll reap. You will reap. If you give just, like, unconditionally, just watch, man. And I'm, I'm a true testimony of that. Mm-hmm. True one. What advice would you give to someone who is trying to maybe not get to your level in DJing, but just to get to that next level in something? Because you've done that. You've mm. shown that, especially during lockdown as well. So a lot of people are coming out of lockdown into this new normal, wanting to go to that next level. What advice would you give to them? Um, I'd probably say that they need to do it for the right reasons. Mm. Don't do it for money. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. Do it because you love doing it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's one thing about my journey that's never changed. Do you know what I mean? I've started DJing for free. I've, you know, I was on pirate radio for a long time, doing radio for free. Mm. <clears throat> Sometimes even having to pay. Back in the day, man used to have to pay subs to go on radio. <laughs> you know, like that. Yeah? So do it for the right reasons. And then, do you know what? Upscale. Mm. You've got to upscale yourself. You you got to look and think there's a thousand other people that want to do what you do in that kind of field mm. or what makes you different. Mm-hmm. And upskill, read, educate yourself. Do you know what I mean? Like, my, my whole kind of work ethic is so different to maybe what it was a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Still very driven and still passionate, but I've had to upskill and lockdown showed me that learning is so key. Like, we're constantly learning, like, I didn't know how to stream. Mm. I've now learned how to stream and make that uh, an extra source of income. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So upscale, read, do research, all of that kind of stuff. Look at people that are doing similar stuff in that field and kind of look at their blueprint. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because they, they, they leave a paper trail. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So just look at that and, and just know that in, in it all, I know it sounds really preachy, people. But you've got to put God first. Mm. Yeah? When you put God first in it, I was, look, I was grown, born and raised in church. Mm. At the age of 16, my church wanted me to become like this preacher and get baptised and all of that. I said, nah, 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 nah. Mm. And I just bought my first vinyl. So, <laughs> like, I want to be a DJ. Yeah. But you see what God's done? God's made me go full, full circle. circle. And now, I actually have my own church on a Sunday. Imagine that. That's great. That that and just fell in. It wasn't planned. No, no, no. So I was at a 40th birthday yesterday. This young lady came up to me as I was packing up. She said, I'm in Sunday service all the time. And last year you were talking about extending faith. Mm. And I I was going for a property with me and my partner, and we didn't get it. And I got really upset. And then that Sunday, you were talking about, you know, extending faith and really stepping out. Mm. And she said, they took that, that loss quite badly. Mm-hmm. Three months later, they got a bigger house with more rooms for the same money. It's different. There you go, bro. Whole program, how did that start? Why did that start? And what are you trying to achieve? Um, so in my part-time, because at the time I was part-time mm-hmm. at car phones, I had a bit of time in the day. Um, DJR from like Wrights Academy, 
um, had hit me up. He's like, look, I'm doing this this like after school program thing, mm. and I'm looking for tutors. I was like, cool. Like, I'd never really taught. Like, not. I've like I've teach, I've taught people how to DJ, but I never really thought about it. Mm. Like my 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 cousin who's like twenty odd now, he was my first mini milk. Mm-hmm. So he was coming to radio with me when he was twelve. Mm. Learned how to mix and all of that. So. I was like, cool, like, I'll do it. I like, you know, I love that kind of whole thing. Um, so I started teaching at um, a school in Stretton Bell. Uh, big up to Laura, big up to Scott down there. At, um, I won't say the name of the school. Mm. But yeah, like, I was there twice a week. Mm-hmm. Fell in love with it, man. Absolutely fell in love with it. Just seeing the the joy on, on these kids' faces. Mm. Um, so... I was doing that for a couple of years, and then, as I said earlier, um, Croydon Council and whatever kind of approached me and said, look, we need something specific for our area. And then my guy King was like, look, let's put sit down and work out a thing. So we came up with the HOPE program. Mm. Um, and yeah, like for us, it was really just an idea off the back of the whole kind of George Floyd thing. It was coming up to summer, mm. so we wanted stuff for the young people and children to be able to do. And this was kind of still at the tail end of the first lockdown. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was it was a bit up in the air. Yeah. But starting that has really given me um, a real drive to kind of not only teach people and children and mm-hmm. young people how to DJ, but just to really invest in what you want to do. Yeah. Um, so for me, Again, I'm trying to build my legacy mm-hmm. by teaching other people. And for me, there's no... It's just one of the best feelings. Like, mm. I don't know if there's a greater feeling. Like, I've been teaching, um, like, DJ S-Ray mm-hmm. through the Rights Academy, um, literally from when I started. She was, mm. like, one of my first. And i never forget, like, her first lesson. She's like, nah, I don't like it. I don't like it. And then, like, throughout the years... You know, teaching her. Um, she's now DJing um, at Night Town yeah. um, and doing bits and pieces. We we we, got, we have bookings together, um, so she still like learns with Jr. and that. Mm-hmm. But now she's gonna have her own radio show on my station. Like that's legacy. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And what I love about like Ray's story is. Her family, like her mum and dad, have really, like, we've become family. Mm. So, like, when she's mixing, sometimes I listen and, like, I have an actual out-of-body experience because she mixes just like me. Mm. So, sometimes when I hear her doing mixes, I'm like, like, wow. Like, sometimes I, like, when I would do her lessons at home or whatever... She'd do, like, she'd pull out a mix and I'd collapse on the floor, like, face first, like, what you're, like, at the time she was 10. And she was mixing, like, she was mixing, like, slow jams and funky house. Like, calm. And she's so just chilled with it. Yeah, she's relaxed. Just, she's just chilled. Yeah. Just, with the lollipop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she just does her thing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? For me, that's amazing. Um, and now teaching some of like some of my other young people, mm. um, it's great. 
and I just I just love being able to be in that position to influence. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I think not only as a DJ can you pass the baton on, mm. but you can turn it into business as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, being at the Legacy Youth Centre um, in Croydon now is, like, I had my first session mm-hmm. there with the Youngers the, the last week and they were, it just blew their mind. Like, I saw them mixing and they were like, oh my God, like, you can take that and put that. That shouldn't even go like that. Mm-hmm. But it does. And yeah, bro, I love it. I love it. You're opening their mind to new opportunities. Yeah. And I think it's great to see you do that as well as all the successes that you've had that you're someone who's always trying to give back to people. It could be young people, could be older people, but you're always trying to give back. And I feel like that's just amazing to see. And it's, it's inspiring from, for me anyway, to see someone just like, yo, I can shout this wedding on, on Saturday. I could do Sunday service. And then I might be doing, teach this kid, this kid, this kid next week. So I think that's amazing to see. And I feel like it deserves to be congratulated. It deserves to be Thank applauded you, in what you're doing. Um, one of the things that I just want to really touch on is what we talked about earlier off camera is you've had events where, and the reason why I want to ask you like this is you've had events that just haven't gone how you would have expected them to. <laughs> so I want to ask, because people don't see it. People yes. see the posters, the flyers, and these types of things. How do you... Briefly talk about that event, but how do you overcome that and become a better person or, or a better business person moving forward? Um, so in, in this game of promotion, DJ and whatever, you know, you're, you know, for like back in the day, for you, you to get your name out, mm. you used to have to put on events mm-hmm. because you couldn't get on. That's, that's where that whole kind of ethos came from for, for us as a, as a sound. Mm-hmm. We couldn't get on to the, the lineups with the DJs at the time. So we put on our own little dances and you build up your own little following and yep. the momentum and all of that. And then you start noticing that, you know, the phones start ringing and that. But you're going to put on events and you're not always going to win. Mm. Like, promotion is a, is, a, is a very touchy, touch and go game. Like, you can win. And when you win, you can win. And when you lose, you can really lose. Mm. Um, but again, I think just my whole journey, especially throughout lockdown and the last, say, two years mm. has allowed me to lean heavily on my on my faith and mm. that. Um, so we've just done this outdoor event made in 90s. So we started the brand, me and my partner, Junior, back in 2019. Mm. Uh, we wanted, he wanted to do, like, I'm 43, mm. Junior's mid-30s. Mm-hmm. So... He's, he's been doing promotion for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. So his target audience are, are getting older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they don't want to rave with the 25 pluses. They, like, they they're want now, to have their They're own now team. more in their mid-30s, yeah, early yeah, yeah, to mid-30s. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, my target audience is, you know, 30 plus. Mm. So we came together, came up with this brand called Made in 90s. Did the first event in about three or four weeks promotion, sold out, mm. 400 plus. Um, and then we had another one booked in for mid-2019, but then lockdown came. Mm-hmm. So then we did the next event, which was earlier this year for my birthday. Mm-hmm. We sold out. And then before we kind of did that event, an opportunity to have this outdoor event 
came. So yeah. he's phoned me, we've gone to the location. I'm like, yeah, it works. There's a stage there, they've got bar there, they've got food there, all of that. Mm. So really all we've got to do is bring the people, mm. the DJs and the you know, the little little bits and pieces. So we start promoting, we've got the DJ lineup, people are gassed. People are like, yeah, like a maiden nineties, like predominantly old school event, outdoor as well. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Tickets are moving, bro. Tickets are moving. Things are really like, like, rah, like this could really be a good one. Like, you know, like, if this goes well, this could be, you know, the one that's deposit. Yeah, this, yeah. this could be like a good, nice chunk to put towards like deposit money for a mm. house. Like, another, like you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. So that's how I'm always thinking. So we didn't get the phone call that we've got a move the event so location wise so junior is like why well, we got to move it and then he says we got to move the date so the moving of the events one thing but the date the date is probably even more the key date, the date that's why i gave you the date loss <laughs> so the moving of the date had now really thrown everything way out mm-hmm. Because where we'd had it, everything was pretty much there. So now we've got to find a new location within X amount of time, within 12 days. Mm-hmm. So um, Junior and, and his assistant, uh, Selena, they were banging out, banging out emails and all of that. Yeah. Found this new location, but it's dry hire. It's just the space. You know what that means? People don't know what that means, you know. Yeah, so dry, that means nothing. Dry hire means you've got nothing there. So it just means that you've either got the location or the venue with nothing there. So a lot of wedding venues um, are dry hire. Yeah, yeah. So that means as a couple, you've got to hire in the chairs, the tables, the everything, the cutlery. So again, this was just a dry hire space. We've then now got to get bar in, all of that catering in. Yeah, We're yeah. going to have a few vendors, but they already had their food, the place where we had, you could buy food already. Mm-hmm. So now we've had to get those in, um, and then the, the cost is now spiraling. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a grand here, it's a two grand there, it's a five bills there, and it's getting higher. Mm. So in now, we're like a couple of days before the event, we're like, like, look, we just gotta go in it. People are still coming. We've had a lot of refunds, like the refunds, the re- because people couldn't come, yeah, because yeah, they yeah. changed the date. So we lost a lot of money um doing that and then the day before the event is when the petrol crisis kicked in so now some of our suppliers vendors etc can't get stock and people can't get petrol to get there mm. so then like juniors having to go to to this place to buy to buy a drink and all of that we're still accommodating and buying buying enough drink for x amount of people because we still got this amount of mm-hmm. tickets sold but now because of the petrol thing, half that because they can't make it. So that that event genuinely cost me like just under six. <laughs> just under six grand. So what was your outlook on that? I mean, so again, I'm quite transparent when mm-hmm. it comes to these things. So on the day, normally, I can shake it off. 
Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I can put on a good show. Mm. But this one, I couldn't shake it, bro. I just couldn't. I could not get in the zone. I couldn't get in the space. I couldn't, like, I couldn't do it. So the whole day, I was placid. I was a real, just like, calm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, Mooks, you're out there. But I wasn't. Then, like, I came and done Sunday service the next day. Mm-hmm. And you were saying, like, I was just like... Can't shake it. Couldn't shake it. I couldn't shake it. Do you know what I mean? Like, and as, like, again, like, as a man, like, you know, you, I've got to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, oh, it's like, I'm your family member. Like, babe, like, you know what? This one could be a big hit. Mm. As in... Minus, do you know what I mean? But again, I think it's just allowed me to build character, do you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and just know that these things, they're going to come in it. Like, yeah, you're yeah, gonna, you know, when I, when I watch the stories of, you know, the, the Bransons and mm. all of these guys, and they've lost mad money. Some of them have gone into bankruptcy, filed for bankruptcy, and then two years later, I managed to bounce back. And mm-hmm. it's just part and parcel of what I didn't really understand or I've never really saw myself as, mm. but as an entrepreneur, as a businessman. Mm. And this is what it is. So to be in that kind of position, one, I then still looked at it and said, you know what? I was, I was blessed enough to be in a position mm. that I could invest that. Mm-hmm. Because a year ago, I couldn't have even, even thought yeah, 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 of trying yeah. to invest that kind of money yeah. into an event. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. it was a blessing that I was e- able to be in a position to do that. Mm-hmm. And again, like it's just built the momentum. The brand is, you know, people still respect the brand and all of that. So for me, I just had to really pray on it, bro. Mm. Like I had to really take some time out and just be like, God, you know what? That's a big hit. Mm. But the main thing is, this month's bills are paid. Yeah. There's still some change in there. The saving yeah, yeah, yeah. account. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like I took my last and that, that I was riding everything on it. Do you know what I mean? But there's you you I, I try to always look on the brighter side. Mm-hmm. So I might have been in that funk for a couple of days. Yeah. But the hustle doesn't stop. The mm-hmm. the, the grind don't stop. And life doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. And do you know what I mean? Like God's always gonna be there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know in some shape or form the the comeback is, is going to be greater than, than that situation. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of patiently waiting. Yeah, man. My last question to you. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give yourself or encouragement would you give yourself with where you're at now in life? I'd probably say Keep God first. Mm. Um, and, and it sounds like from from a motive, like I don't want it to sound like motivational or whatever, but mm. I just look at the why. What is what is my why? Mm. When I wake up, what is my why? My why is is my family. Mm-hmm. My why is you know the wife, kids, you know. The why is mum and dad, mm. my my auntie Paula who's no longer here, mm. my grand my granddad, my grandma, my sisters, my cousins, mm. my nephews, my nieces. You know what I mean? 
the the people I have around me, my team. Mm -hmm. You know, like they're the why. Mm -hmm. So just always when you feel like it's a bit too much or whatever, I always kind of go back to the time when you know just being with my gran mm. or just conversations with my auntie P mm. or you know spending time with my granddad in Jamaica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the times when you think, all right, cool. It's tough right now, but man, got to push through in it. Um, so for me, it's the why. Mm. The, the why is the key, because they're the reason. Because they, my family, have poured so much. Do you know what I mean? Like, even on Saturday, it was my cousin's fortieth, and we were all at this, you know, her event. And I said, "Oh, like we all need a photo with just the cousins." Mm. And it was like thirty of us in this picture. It's powerful, man. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I will use that and be like, that's a why. Mm -hmm. you know I mean, and one of my, my older cousins, he he was a DJ before me. Mm. So he was like, to see where you've taken it, cause that's a why. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So for me, it's 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 always it's about the why. Why are you doing it? Why why do you love it? Mm. Um, why is it so important? Do you know what I mean? Like, and then everything else kind of falls into place. Mm. That's how I've kind of seen it. Like, I never really thought I'd get to a stage where I'd be doing interviews and people want to hear about my thing. And, do you know what I mean? Like, you look at the TV and think, that's, that's for them, isn't it? Mm. But to be in this position, to be here, like, with you, that's a big deal to me. Because mm. I remember when I was watching TV or saying, wow, like, when's that going to be me? Mm. And now man's living it. So... That's why I always put God in it. Like, when I get a breakthrough, I put God in it. When, when I take an L, I put God in it. Like, for me, that's, that's, the, that's the main thing, bro. I put God and the why. Family, friends, uh, and those that are really invested and poured. Mm -hmm. Because I can't pay them back. Mm. I can't say to them, yeah, here's a 10 million or whatever. Like, I can't, like, what my parents have poured into me, what my sisters have poured into me. Priceless. What my wife, what my cousins, my aunties, uncles, is priceless. Mm. And one thing, I went to see Mo Gilligan, Mo the Comedian, on Friday. Mm. And he done his set, it was amazing. He came back out and he said, I just want to let you guys know that it's not only my life that you've changed, but because of your support, mm. I've been able to change the life of my family, mm. my friends, etc. And that's what I want to do, bro. Like, I want to be able to say to, like, one of my nieces, you know what? Don't worry about that. Like, Uncle Martin will buy you your car, man. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That kind of, like, oh, mum and dad, like, you want to refurb the house in Jamaica? Boom, I got that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's my wife. And that's why I won't, I won't ever stop. Mm. I won't stop until... Until I make it, bro. Like until I get to that point. For me, that's that's the key. No tree. Martin, thank you very much, bro. Thank you for having me, bro. On the real, like on the real, like, and I want to say to you, just keep doing what you're doing, bro. Mm -hmm. Like what you're doing is amazing, and it, it's needed. Mm -hmm. And God's got some stuff waiting for you, man. Like, and you, it's going to blow your mind. Mm. It's going to blow your mind because I see what you're doing. 
and and you're giving people an opportunity to tell their story and giving them a platform in in a really safe space um, and making them feel comfortable and then allowing other people to see it mm. because at one point it wasn't really cool to talk about God or even do you know what I mean or kind of be in that kind of space you know what I mean mm. so for you to kind of step out and be like do you know what I'm gonna do it my way mm. I respect that highly man thank you bro really so blessings to you and the family man nah, I appreciate that I really do and for you guys, there's some gems that have been dropped here. So make sure you go follow up DJ Built Trade, whether it's the Twitch, it's the Instagram, it's the Twitter. You on Facebook? On yeah. Facebook. <laughs> make, sure you go follow, make sure you go follow up. High five. Yeah, uh, MySpace. <laughs> Bebo. Bebo one. Yeah, come on. MSN. <laughs> you know them ones there. Black Chat. Built Trade, everything. DJ Built Trade. On all the socials. God bless you all, This man. has been Conversation with H with DJ Built Trade. And we'll have more content for you guys more very, very soon.